Okay, hi everyone. I have to say it's been hard to do any real thinking in this heat that we're getting here in this part of the world. It's um pretty crazy. But you know what? I was recently rereading Albert Schweitzer's little book called Reverence for Life. And I don't know, there's just something about it that really intrigues me. And so I thought I'd talk a little bit about it. And, oh, if you don't know, Schweitzer, born in 1875, was a mission doctor who worked in equatorial Africa, where he devoted himself to philanthropic work. Okay, so here goes. So, when traveling on a river in Africa, Schweitzer wrote, At the very moment when at sunset we were making our way through a herd of hippopotamuses, there flashed upon my mind, unforeseen and unsought, the phrase, reverence for life. So, what did he mean by this amazing phrase? Well, I think he meant something like this, that we should approach all life, all living creatures, with the same sort of reverence we have for our own life, and just see all living things as we see ourselves. Or, to put it another way, we should experience their life in our own. We ought to realize that just like we want to live, so do all life forms. In other words, everything is driven by the will to live. So, well, we should respect this and extend our moral concern for all of life and not just towards other human beings. That's to say, we should stop being so anthropocentric in our outlook. Stop living our life for ourselves alone and start to look at the way we behave towards all living beings. So ultimately for Schweitzer then, what's good is to preserve and enhance and cherish life, to raise to its highest value life which is capable of developing. And on the other hand, what's bad for him is to destroy life or to repress life which is capable of development. Actually, I think Schweitzer is presenting a form of what's sometimes referred to as biocentrism, which is a view which focuses on the capacity for life, all life though, not just sentient life. So, Biocentrists, as far as I understand, argue that anything that's alive has an interest in staying alive, in being healthy and growing in a way that's proper to its biological type. So, I don't know, let's take the case of a, of a rose bush. For the biocentrist, to burn a rose bush is to, well, harm the plant's well-being. And that's because it's naturally oriented towards living and maintaining its proper form. Um, it wants to realize itself or pursue its own good, so to speak. So, in this way, you could say that the plant has, well, interests, even if, strangely enough, it has no subjective experiences, but interests that we should nevertheless take into account and respect. Notice again, though, like in Schweitzer's view, how this biocentrist approach allows many more entities into the moral community. 
In other words, what matters morally are not just humans and other sentient animals, but every part of creation that's alive in the biological sense. Actually, now that I think about it, it seems to me that Schweitzer sometimes goes even further than life itself, since sometimes he says things like, it would be wrong to shatter an ice crystal. But anyway, whatever the details are exactly, certainly for Schweitzer, it's clear that even the smallest manifestation of life is sacred. You know, the other thing that really struck me about this little book is Schweitzer's honesty and his genuineness. He um, talks about, as a kid, just not feeling quite right about certain things he saw. For example, like an old limping horse being beaten by a stick, um, worms being put on hook for bait, and the struggling to breathe of the fish that were caught. He was just really sensitive to all of this, to all of the misery that he saw in the world around him. Actually, one story in particular stood out to me. So, he talks about this one time when he was eight years old and with his friends. His friends asked him to come along with them to shoot some birds with their slingshots. Now, he didn't want to go, but he went anyway out of fear that they would laugh at him if he didn't. At one point, they, they spotted a bird, and one of his friends put a rock in the slingshot and started to uh, take aim at it. Now, Schweitzer did the same, but with terrible twinges of conscience. Actually, he felt so bad that right before his friend was about to shoot, Schweitzer made a noise and shooed the bird away, where it was safe from his friend's slingshot. He then quickly took off and ran home. But the thing is, is that when he got home, he didn't feel bad. No, he felt happy and good about himself, about what he had done, despite the um, admonition he knew he would receive from his friends. I don't know. I think there's a real lesson in this, no? I think we'd be better off being a bit more like that eight-year-old kid. Maybe even the eight-year-old kid that we used to be. To emancipate ourselves from the insecurities and fears of others. To not allow our best feelings to get blunted. To follow our inner convictions. And to not be afraid of being reproached and laughed at for our sentimentalism and compassion. These are things we should strive for, no? The harsh truth of the matter is that billions and billions of animals suffer and get destroyed every year strictly for our use and pleasure. The horror that they endure at our hands is inconceivable. And this is the worst part. We injure life without being forced to do so by necessity. We don't have to do it. You know, Schweitzer tells us that we're only really ethical when life as such becomes sacred to us. Now, I know it's no fancy argument, but hey, it seems pretty persuasive to me. <laughs> 